Hello, everybody, and welcome into the From the 50 podcast. I am your host today, Zach Zook, or should I say Yoda? I'm joined alongside Big Web. Happy Halloween, buddy. Happy Halloween. And I got I got Nick Yale as well. So Happy how Halloween. are we doing, guys? Oh, we're, we're great, man. We're great. I, I, I was surprised. I saw you working around the studio, and all of a sudden we got a frog in our face i'm kyler murray <laughs> there you go i like it i like it. go seven and oh this week i will yeah. how's it going so nick I, going pretty well just rocking and rolling i think getting theme for the holidays we've been we've been busy out here so yeah uh, but but i was i've been busy busy analyzing analyzing the lines quick quick update for you calvin ridley out today folks so hammer those cal uh, uh cal pitts dfs plays yeah there you go with the there personal matter so yeah, you know, I'm just working. The, I'm working the waiver wires, working the fantasy. You know, as usual, I got two phones going here, so I, I got all your updates for you. The regular <laughs> well, good, Adam Schefter. Good deal. Yeah, we'll definitely need the uh, the the Fanduel lines when we go get going for the picks because I haven't have yet to submit mine, and I actually had them all typed out and picked a day or two ago. But the movement has been. I don't know. I don't know if I'd say unprecedented, but unprecedented for this year, I would definitely say right, sure. be, because sure. of uh, how how, cr- how crazy the movement has been in the Indianapolis game. There's been a lot of movement in that one, and, w- and what was the other one that moved a ton, Nick? Uh, Pittsburgh moved a little bit. Indy was the main one that that moved a shit ton. Everything yeah. else has been. Uh, has been pretty solid uh, across the board. And, and still, been... Dallas, they, they won't tell us if Prescott's playing, so that number's been... Yeah, Dallas is down under a field goal right now, so that, that one's going to be kind of interesting. And then, of course, the one of the big ones for me this week, Cincinnati, that thing is is coming down a little bit down to 10.5, was I think all the way up to 11.5 at one point. So yeah. up there in in, uh, in New York. Yeah, um, you know, I... I uh... I think Dak plays tonight, you know. I think he does too. I think but he does too. I, I was thinking the, I was thinking the same thing this morning, but they said he tried to push it Thursday and then he showed him limping off the field slightly, slightly, mm-hmm. but but uh they man, they, don't, they don't whip out the Tordal shots on Thursdays like they're going to tonight, you know. I don't I don't know if they need the game. Treatment. Do they need the game? And and really, I think they can win without him. You no, know? they they don't need the game like in terms of the division, but I I, I do think that you, you never take weeks off. I mean, this isn't the NBA. We're not doing load management here. So right. like they're playing for seeding and everything else. While the NFC East is still kind of a hot pile of garbage, they, they and and they don't need it for the division. They still need it for the seeding because you've got Green Bay with one loss, you've got the Cardinals with one loss, uh, Tampa Bay with one loss. So uh, yeah, they they. they need every win that they can get. They're also coming off of a bye, too, which I think does, you know, cast a shadow of a doubt, at least, right. on Dak playing, because I should have been if ready. it's still an issue after the bye week, then it's it's still probably a little bit bigger of an issue than they're leading you to believe. And and if the guy's coming off a fracture, right? So if you if you got a calf that's just not feeling good and you're going to try to step a different way to protect it, now you're going to hurt something else, possibly. I don't think they need the game. I I'd love to see him play. That's fine, but I think they can win without him. Yeah. Yeah. Early reports now saying not expected to play tonight, but uh, 
Wow. It's, it's still game time decision. I mean, they're, they're, they're all saying game time decision. So so, so who's the backup at Dallas now that uh, Dalton's Rush. gone? Is it Danucci? Rush. Or, oh, it's Cooper Rush. No, yeah, it's, it's Rush. No, no. <laughs> yeah. So no. do you believe in Cooper Rush to get the job done? Look, yes N- or no? No, I do not. But uh, it's better than Ben Danucci. Healthy so. dose of Zeke Elliott tonight. More you got than Zeke Elliott. The line is healthy finally. Yeah. You got all the weapons as, at wide receiver if the guy can throw downfield a little bit. Have they bit, activated that... uh, what's his face, a linebacker yet? From uh Oh uh that they just got. I do not know that. But I do know that this number seven, the guy wide come on cornerback. Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs. He's a scoring Trayvon... machine all by himself. At what point does he have to regress to the to the mean a little bit too? He's got an interception every game. Seven right? seven interceptions. Seven interceptions yeah. in yeah. six or seven games. Six six games I think that they I'm played. So I'm Diggs and brother of Stephon Diggs. Didn't know that till this season that he was Stephon Diggs' brother. Yeah, I remember, I remember hearing that at Alabama. And you know what's uh, really interesting about that is Trevon Diggs actually went to Alabama as a wide receiver, as was right. Stefan was a wide receiver. That's why and, he's got those hands. Then. Right, he has That's elite right. ball skills. And you can it's it's easy to see. Like you, It's very apparent when you watch him that he used to be you know, a natural wide receiver. He said that he was actually heartbroken when Saban came to him in the offseason and said, hey – we're going to convert you into a corner because you want to play offense, want to be a wide receiver. Who wouldn't, you know, a little bit more glamorous of a position than a corner. And you see your brother, you know, having all sorts of success as <laughs> yeah. a wide receiver. He's getting the chicks. So, but here's the, here's the, here's the interesting thing though. It's, an, don't get the chicks. It, it's not exactly <laughs> an indictment on him as an athlete or as a player, because when he was at Alabama, Nick Saban's looking around the depth chart going, well, I got Jerry Judy. I got Henry Ruggs. I've I've got uh, Devonta Smith. I've got Jalen Waddle, and well, John Mechie might be better than him as a receiver too. So this guy is literally never going to play, or he's going to yeah. end up transferring. I gotta I, I gotta try to move him to the defensive side of the football. So I thought that that was kind of an interesting story that I heard. I think on one of the broadcasts a, a week or two ago. But I want to get your guys' thoughts on this because I need some advice on how to feel after that Thursday night football game. The the Packers and the Cardinals, and I take it that you guys you guys watched that, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So uh, I, I as a as a Packers fan, a diehard Packers fan, as you guys know, I don't know whether to be happy that they somehow pulled that game out, happy that they dominated them for really about forty five minutes of that game, or mad that Aaron Rodgers took a delay of game on the one yard line on third and goal from the one they had four plays from the one they had first and goal at the one yard line they had the touchdown it gets overturned they said he didn't get in then they proceed to not score then they proceed to allow the cardinals right down the field and the cardinals should have scored and won the football game but of course aj green doesn't look for the ball rasul douglas murray Murray rushed that pass big time it was in in the game the finish becomes like an all-time crazy one for for this year. One of the better games we've seen this year. But I don't know how to feel. So I need you guys to help me out. Should I, I be happy you. that they won? Or should I be pissed off that they blew it and should have lost? How do you, you feel, Nick? You should be nervous. You should be nervous. Because, <laughs> yes, they won the game. Everyone's saying, oh, Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. Yada, yada, yada. Bullshit. He, don't, he, bet, he, don't bet against 12 12- that's fine. Cardinals were were at some point due for a loss. I still bet them against the spread. You don't give Rodgers six and a half points on the road. I, I get it. 
But, uh, you know, the Cardinals are going to be a playoff team. And in that same situation in the playoffs, I think the Packers lose that game. So Packers are, you know, showing up and they're they're on the right trajectory right now, winning some games, winning some close games. But it was not pretty. It's not it's not it's not clean by any matter. You said yourself there when you're fourth and one on the one yard line or third and one on the one yard line, you got to be able to punch that ball in. You do that in the playoffs in the NFC championship. They're going to find yourself right back where you were last year, which is on the couch. I'll say this. I'll say this for, for Green Bay's defense. They kept Kyler contained. I mean, their, their defensive ends were squeezing him, and he was uncomfortable. It was not like the, the Kyler that could sit back and relax and look around and then all of a sudden take off and run. He was pinched from the first play of the game till that last play of the game. That's why he rushed that pass. So, uh, no, Green Bay did a great job on defense. I think you should be fine with them. I, mean, I, I was. I, I didn't want to say anything the whole time I'm watching the game because I didn't want to jinx them and have them revert back to crap. But that was the best game I think I've seen the Green Bay Packers defense play mm-hmm. in a really, really long time. They look much better this year than they did last year. With, with guys much out, better. too. I mean, there's... Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know what it is that, that they're doing differently but they look much better this year, especially at cornerback. Well, I think no Mike Pettin helps. They have a new D.C. But, yeah, they had no Jair Alexander on Thursday. And your King they had guy. no Zadarius Smith uh, on Thursday. And they have, yeah, well, King's out. The so King guy you love so much. Addition by subtraction there as well. <laughs> exactly. But they, they had injuries all over the place. And then on the offensive side of the ball, you're missing your top three wide receivers, and they still find a way to pull pull it out. You know, I was I was like happy from that perspective, but they also dominated the football game and then tried their absolute hardest to give it away at the end to the point where the game ends. They pick the ball off and win, and and instead of like being happy, I'm almost just like a- angry with the Packers. Maybe that says more about me than it says about them. But and then you lost Tanya <laughs> in that game. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully he's okay. I, I wanted to kind of take a take a look or take a look around uh, sort of the league and talk about you know s- d- uh, some of the storylines before we get to kind of the the fantasy plays of this week in the picks because we're reaching the halfway point here and the standings are starting to become a little bit more clear. The playoff race is is getting to the to the point where teams have gotten themselves a little bit of an advantage throughout the first seven, eight weeks of the season and teams have fallen back and are going to need to scratch and claw. I, 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 we're not going to go through all the teams, but I, but I wanted to just kind of get your guys thoughts on uh, some, some of the surprises that we've seen so far this season. And first up to me is the Bengals. They're five and two. They've played really good football. And so uh, Nick, I'm interested at like, what, what do you think of, uh, of the Bengals performance so far this season? Well, this season you're you're really noticing that they uh, they made the right call in drafting Jamar Chase over Penny Sewell there in the first with their first round. Jamar Chase probably going to be rookie of the year. He is just, I mean, dominant. He's exactly what they needed in that offense, that extra offensive weapon that Joe Burrow, who they have that chemistry back from LSU, needed to really get this team up to the next level. Their defense has been been solid too. You know, don't discount their defense at all, but. Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow connection has been something special for everyone to watch. Kind of, you know, st- stood out in a, in a way that Justin Jefferson did last year. He's really just taken the taking the game into his own, and that deep ball has been been lethal for for Cincinnati to really put games out of reach against their opponents and and uh, and keep them in games as well. And I think uh, the emergence of C.J. Uzoma 
at tight end. This is a guy that's been in the league for a number of years. And just this year now, you know, he's had a couple breakout games. We weren't sure if it was uh, an actuality that he was going to stay around, but he's been one of Joe Burrow's go-to targets in the end zone, the deep balls, out routes. Like he's been working uh, into the rotation. He's on the field for, I think like 89% of the snaps always, but just in the past three to four weeks, has he been really getting a lot of targets coming his way and making the most of it. So Bengals to me are, are for real now. I mean, I was skeptical up against, you know, about Joe Burrow and the Bengals all the way until last week when I bet against them and then uh, they lost. And I actually, I'm betting with them a little preview for later on in the, uh, in the pick segment. I am betting with them this week on the road in a, in a just terrible, terrible New York Jets team. Uh, that has no quarterback situation uh, in flux with Sam or with um, Zach Wilson out going down last week. So I don't know if Mike White's starting. I know they. Yeah, it's Mike White. Yeah. There's there's a lot of QB flux up there in New York, and so it's a pretty high number there in Cincinnati. But yeah, I mean, the Bengals proved that they're going to compete in that division, and uh, you know it's going to be tough with Baltimore and Pittsburgh. It's still halfway, only halfway into the season, so they got to do exactly right. what they did in the first half and the second half. So we'll kind of see how they play uh, against the second half. I'm not really sure what their what their schedule is, but today they got a they got a cupcake of a game that they yeah, should be able to win, no problem. They got they gotta uh keep stay healthy as well. I mean Burrow he he did it's it's phenomenal what coming back from that injury and now doing what he's doing and then the whole team in general. The win last week against against Baltimore showed the whole league, look, we're put up forty four or whatever against Baltimore and pretty much dominate that football game when it was all said and done. I mean, they they proved a hell of a lot last week. They just got to stay healthy. I think they're a solid team. You know, they should roll today. Yeah, AFC North has been has been so good. I still think that the Ravens probably have to be considered the favorite at this point to win the division. They're right up there at five and two now as well. With all the injuries that the Browns have, they were my preseason pick to win the division, and I just. I don't know if they're going to be able to, if they can weather the storm and, and, and get through it and maybe find a little bit of an identity. Uh, they, they get Chubb back, but they, they got to keep him healthy because Baker's got the shoulder, the non-throwing shoulder throwing issue. Shoulder. And yeah. uh, the Steelers, I, I think I just, I think we all kind of are of the opinion that they're going to fade as as the season goes on yeah, because of to. Big Ben. So uh, the, the other two teams I want to talk about was the Raiders and the Cardinals. I think they're the other two big surprises. The Raiders are at 5-2. and two leading the charger both the chargers and the chiefs uh by at least a half game in that division and two two and oh since uh the gruden thing happened i've bet them and i think locked them in back-to-back weeks uh since the gruden firing i think that you know i think i think that that could end up being a positive thing for the team i not to halloween you to death here but that's a scary five and two right there you know, I mean, I mean, the Raiders, hell, hell, their fan base dresses up like fucking, what did I say that? Huh? Ha- like, I can't say that word, can I? So I don't know. <laughs> so, but no, but they, they dress up like Halloween costumes every, every day anyway. But, <laughs> but no, they're just spooky. That, that, that record is kind of false. I mean, I don't, I don't, I could, I would expect the Raiders to get blown out any specific week. I don't trust them. I think they're all kind of a false positive right now. So do you think that they can make make the play? Like I don't, I think we're all kind of probably in agreement that we don't think they'll win the division. I think we'd all still be really shocked if at the end of the season well, they're division winners over the over the Chargers yeah, and the Chiefs. I mean, but I mean, if you look at the schedule so far, who they played? They played they played the Broncos. They played the Eagles. They played the Dolphins. They played the Steelers. They did beat the uh, they did beat the Ravens in uh, in overtime. And they and uh, I think that was probably their best one on their schedule. And they have. 
the Giants today, but after today, you go against a absolute uh, gauntlet in the Chiefs that are have a fan base fired under their ass, and Patrick Mahomes that is pissed off. I think they're gonna they're gonna make a, a run in this second half that uh, we haven't seen be- before. They're gonna figure it out. They, they, they need to somebody. figure it out. So they yeah. have two against the Chiefs. You have the, the red hot Bengals. You have the red hot Cowboys. A tough Washington defense. And you still got the Browns and the and the Colts and the Chargers again. So it's like, yeah, yeah, they're five and two right now, plus four hundred to win the division. But like the rest of the way is they they could get schlabernacked mm-hmm. the rest of the yeah. way. Yeah, they, yeah. they they have a tough schedule coming up. Yeah, I don't think they'll win the division. I think they'll slow down. But I I think that it's a little bit more real than it was last year because I, if you oh, remember yeah. last year they started out three it's and zero improvement. Yeah, and for and sure. and then they absolutely shit the bed down the stretch. I think they're a little bit better of a team. I think the Cardinals are a legit football team though. That that's the other team I wanted oh, yeah. to, I want to talk about. That I think has been kind of a pretty big surprise in the NFL landscape. And I think that the Cardinals, even, despite their loss on Thursday, that defense has been a big surprise to me. I did not see that defense being as good as it is. It's definitely top ten, if not top five. Now they did just lose JJ Watt for for the year, which is yeah. the whole reason. You know, are you comfortable giving him that money in the off season? No. Uh, and, and and that's why. But they get the leadership from him, and clearly it's something they needed. They brought in some veteran guys like that that I think have a- absolutely had everything to do with them catapulting from you know around five hundred to six, seven, seven and one that they are now. Like guys like AJ Green and and, and uh, the rest of them. I still think they're going to have to compete with uh, the Rams, but it sort of feels like that's a two team race now. Whereas we thought that it was going to be one of, if not the best divisions in football yeah, coming into the Seattle's year. Seattle's dropping back now. But I I think I think the Cardinals are I, – I, th- I really think Green Bay exposed them on Thursday night football. I think I think if teams start concentrating and pinch in with that edge rush and try to contain this guy and then put like a monster man or something at linebacker just watching the quarterback because t- he's such a, a run weapon, I think – I think you know that's that's the recipe to shut these guys down a little bit. Now, what happens from here on? Since they're exposed a little bit, we'll see. But hell of a football team, both sides of the ball. Yeah, yeah it's going to be interesting as we go along to kind of watch how Arizona adapts to what happened last week against Green Bay. Green Bay team, mind you, without Devontae Adams. So these playoff teams, the best teams, the teams that win the Super Bowl, are built on their defense, and defense is going to win you the championships. Defense keeps you in ball games, let your offense do what, what they need to do. Um, and we saw it last year with the, with the Buccaneers, with how they struggled to start. Their offense never really got the, the, the full start that they needed. But then once their defense came on late in the season, they go on and win the championship. So it's really going to be built on that Cardinals defense. If their Cardinals defense with their captain, J.J. Watt, who is the key loss in this last week's game, uh, not even Vontae Adams on the other side of the ball, it was J.J. Watt because the Cardinals could not stop the run. Aaron Rodgers didn't really do anything. They just ran the ball the entire game. J.J. Watt is going to be the leader of that Cardinal defense that's going to determine how far they go in the playoffs and how far they make uh, they make a Super Bowl run. And Kyler is going to do his thing, keep him in the game. But the Big Web said it. If they can, all these teams that they're going to face in the playoffs are going to do the same game plan, contain Kyler, whether it's the Packers, whether it's the Bucks, whether it's the Rams. Those are the teams they're going to be playing probably out of the NFC. So – any three of those teams has good edge rushers that can keep Kyler inside the pocket, not let him get out in space. So what's it going to be? J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones, those guys are going to be guys that need to get the job done. If the Cardinals are for real, they've had a good run so far, and they'll be in the playoffs. That They've cemented that uh, with the Seahawks falling off and the Niners falling off. But 
when it comes down to brass stacks and playoff times come playoff time comes, you're going to need that defense to show up. Yeah, you know, one thing that I've noticed with Kyler, and we'll see how he responds after after the Thursday night game. He's got about you know a little extra time to heal before the game next week. Is he the, the Packers got to him? I think he rolled up his ankle towards the end of that game, but he was even limping a little bit. He's he didn't a look boot quite at the end of the game. Yeah, he he didn't look quite right even before that. I think he had like the pinky issue or whatever. One thing that I noticed with him last year, he is a little human. He is Yoda esque. Like I got like my costume that I got on today. And last year, the Cardinals were a much better offense the first eight weeks of the season than they were down the stretch because he got thrown to the turf, and he's a little guy. And so when you throw him are on the ground— really, Are you really talking serious right now in this in this? I'm talking, I'm talking serious. That's a look. I'm talking, I'm talking dead serious, that's brother. A look, that's a look right there. <laughs> yeah, but but I, think when you, I think when you get him— I think when you get him on the ground, we saw this last year— when he gets a little banged up and he's not quite right, that team's totally different. So we'll see how yeah. he responds. But that's, I think, the the worry that I have with him and that team moving forward. And, and I will give him this credit. Like, Lamar takes a, just a ton of hits. Kyler Murray, who I think is close to as athletic as, as Lamar Jackson is, he's got that baseball slide going. He does He avoids a lot of contact. Oh, yeah. But... He, he does like to hold the ball for a long time and run around behind the line of scrimmage, yeah. and eventually you're going to get whacked a couple times. And so my worry with that team is when he gets a little bit banged up, it feels like a lot of his success is predicated on holding that ball, kind of Russell Wilson style, yep. uh, behind the line of scrimmage and waiting for somebody to come open. And so if he's not able to do that, if he's not quite right, he's got twisted ankles, bum knees, bum shoulders, whatever, uh I worry about about them fading down the stretch like they did last year. But to Nick's point, they're already in the playoffs. I mean, it's semantics at this point because when you've built up a seven and one lead, hell, they could go four and six down the stretch and still have eleven so wins. There. You know, yeah. and and do we think they're going to go four and six? No, certainly not. So let's move on to uh, the 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 fantasy discussion. And Nick, I'll uh, go to you first. You're our fan, our, our renowned resident fantasy expert. So, who, 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 do, who do you got uh, as you got? as a as a DFS play today? And then, who do you like, kind of just in in uh, in uh, like redraft or year long? Well, there's only going to be two plays. Well, one and a half plays, and then kind of a philosophy. <laughs> one and a half. I like it. The half play is still stash Rashad Bateman. They're coming off by now this week so he's going to be one of the big go-to guys no hollywood brown love huh no hollywood brown love no hollywood brown love rashad bateman time is now the rookie out of baltimore ready to step up into uh a role when baltimore needs him most marquise brown been dropping some balls been a little bit better lately but he's been still dropping balls so rashad bateman look out for him in the stash after the bye week and then in your dfs play i already mentioned it earlier in the show calvin ridley out today so kyle pitts Hammer, hammer, lock, sprinkle every single one of your DFS leagues. Kyle Pitts should be your tight end today. He has been Matt Ryan's go-to target. They're at home in the dome. Uh, I think I believe Carolina activated Stephon Gilmore for today's game. So That's what I heard that yeah. is uh, going to be something to watch because I'm sure he's going to be on Kyle Pitts quite a bit since Kyle Pitts is going to be the go-to wide receiver, but or go-to tight end. He's basically a wide receiver. Um, so put him in your tight end slots in DFS. And then the philosophy is. We're in bye week blitz right now. So if you're a team that is in contention, we're halfway through the season, 
Uh, most, most of the contenders are starting to separate themselves from the pretenders, the people that aren't going to be there at the end of the year in fantasy. Injury woes have been insane across the board. And then again, with bi-week blitz, if you're in contention and you don't have a guy named Derrick Henry or somebody that's putting up more than 14, 15 points in your league, take your top player and trade them away right now. For get value. rid of them. Get them get out of there. Get, get rid of them. Make a blockbuster trade right now and go and get two to three guys that can be plug-and-place guys. Fill those holes in your fantasy lineup. Uh, trade away your top guy unless he's getting you 14, 15, just consistently dominating for Trash you. Trash his ass. Um, get him gone. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, I mean, it, it's kind of what I did. I traded away Austin Eckler, got Justin Herbert and Justin Jefferson, and then traded away Devontae Adams and, and swapped them for Alvin Kamara uh, to replace that spot. So just add a little bit extra value there because some of the pretender teams are going to get desperate. They're going to want to get a big splash of a guy to try to get back in it or another team that is right there on the edge that maybe just needs one player and has some good guys stashed on the bench is going to be willing to do a deal for your top guy. So you might be able to get some good value of your top guy, unless it's Derrick Henry. Don't trade away a guy like Derrick Henry. Keep him. He's going to give you your 15, 20, or two, three touchdowns a game. Um, but, but look at that as a, a, the time to do it because the guys that win fantasy, you have to find a way to make a trade. There's no way, unless you're just purely lucky that you don't get through injuries or bi-week yeah. troubles or you know whatever else it might be, inconsistency from your wide receivers, you have to make a trade to win fantasy. So do it now. This is the week because after this week, there's trade deadlines coming up, I believe, for most fantasy teams. And uh, if you don't have a trade deadline, that's kind of bullshit. So make that trade now. Big Web? You know, uh, out there on the Rams team, Daryl Henderson, I think is going to have a huge day today. That guy's been so annoying as somebody that does not have him in fantasy. The, the, when Daryl Henderson drops like 20 points RB. on me, it's yeah. so annoying. So Houston's ranked 30th on defense and shit against the run. I think he's just going to have a huge, yeah. huge day today. And then also, I like Swift against uh, against Philly. I yeah. think he's going to be ca- catching passes like crazy outside. Both running backs for the Lions in that game are questionable game time decisions. I kind of yes. expect both uh, of them to play. Uh, but Update there, Jamal Williams out. Jamal Williams is out, so it uh, looks Even like Swift, Swift. Swift yeah. is going to be gutting it out, and so uh, he'll be he'll be really the only healthy back that they have that's worth a shit. So, uh, yeah, I, I really like the Daryl Henderson play. It feels like they use him quite a bit in that offense, and um, we expect them to be up. So uh, they'll be running the running the ball towards towards the end of, end end of the game. There we think. Um, you know, I, I got a couple guys that I like. I I think maybe sort of obvious, but either running back in that in that Colts Titans game. Of course, it's like oh Derrick Henry, gr- great pick. But Jonathan Taylor too. Like th- there's two great running backs in that football game. I think both are going to try to establish uh, their their will on on, on this uh, on this football game in Indianapolis today and so I like both of those guys I also like James Robinson going against the Seattle Seahawks defense that front seven is just it's bad it's Shambles. it's not good yeah. now they have been playing better but I think their opponents have been playing a little bit down to their competition the last couple weeks the, the the defense has been able to keep the the point total low and what Pete Carroll and the Seahawks have done a nice job of is just muddying up the game 
So I, I don't know if James Robinson goes wild and scores like three touchdowns here because I don't see the Jacksonville Jags putting up more than 21, 24 points in this football game. But I think if if they're going to score two or three touchdowns, I think James Robinson is going to get one of them. And I think he can go for over 100 all-purpose easily today uh, against the, the Seattle Seahawks defense. Jacksonville is so, going to be able to move the ball today. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think that does it for our fantasy picks. We want to thank our wonderful sponsors, Kay Roberts from REMAX Gold, uh, best real estate agent in the area. We say it once, we say it again. Uh, if you need help, you know, uh, finding a home in the St. Louis area, there is nobody better to call than Kay Roberts and take it from the guy in the Yoda costume. She yeah. is legit. Hands down, absolutely. Three one four four zero nine four one one three. K Roberts, Remax Gold. And we want to thank our other sponsor, Aces Wild, uh, two zero eight North Main Street, I believe, in Columbia, Illinois. Uh, head on over to Aces Wild. They got a ton of uh, TVs over there. They got darts, I believe. Great place to go hang out. Slot machines. Yeah, what? Maybe watch a little World Series action. Uh, get your gamble on. Get your drink on. Cold got beer. A, Got a little of everything out there, and tell uh, uh, Schlemmer Alex. that the From the 50 Boys uh, yeah. s- sent you their way. Um, but without further ado... Hey, can I sneak something in yeah. real quick? Just, just take a second. I just want to get, get your opinion on something. Sure. So so we got the trade deadline coming up Tuesday, mm-hmm. right? So, And everybody knows the big names, what's all going on in the media with uh, Desha- uh, oh, Watson. Deshaun Watson, McCaffrey, Von Miller, all the big names there, but... Mm-hmm. But the Rams have given Deshaun Jackson a, a, a release to be able. He's not playing today. They gave him a release to talk to other football teams. Yeah. I think I, this guy has helped me out so much on so many bets and hit so many touchdowns. I kind of really like the guy. I'm in his club. So I started looking at some teams, and I said, you know what? Indy, if they would pick up Deshaun Jackson, I think he just – one more year, one more couple big bombs this year, I think he'd be worth a pickup. What do you think? Uh, for Indianapolis, Indianapolis, because mainly because they always got injuries at wide receiver, and this could be kind of like a backup kind of thing. For well, him. so uh, one, I find it odd that he wants to seek a trade. Well, uh, he, he's up against some tough competition in the right. starting lineup at L.A. But they ha- they have I don't see him being used a whole lot more than he's being used in L.A. right now. Like as much as I love and respect Deshaun Watson, he's pretty much just a deep threat at this Jackson. point. Jackson, yeah. Y- yeah, yeah, Deshaun Jackson. Sorry, yeah. uh, he and, mixed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, the the Deshaun S E A N. Yeah, but I think that the Rams have actually deployed him pretty much how you should use him as a deep threat. They've gotten him involved in the passing game. At least I thought more than I expected going into the year. So, like, I think the one issue if he is going to get traded to any team that acquires him is you need a quarterback that throws a good and accurate deep ball, and you need to be a team that has sort of that philosophy. Now, the Bucks do not need another receiver, but they're a team that, with Bruce Arians, likes to spread it out and take shots down the field vertically. Like, they, they have guys to do that. Like, Deshaun would fit in a, a system like that. Whereas Indianapolis is a run first team. Do they take shots? Yes. I mean, Michael Pittman had four catches and went over the mm-hmm. century mark last week. Uh, so I think that he'd obviously be a welcome addition. They got T.Y. Hilton there also as a veteran presence. And uh, Paris Campbell is kind of already their deep threat. Or, or maybe, so, even, maybe uh, even right across town to the Chargers. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think any of those fit. But I, I just don't know if like, like if, if his 
you know, motive to being traded is he wants to be used more, be used as more of an every down receiver. I just don't know if he is that anymore at this point in his career, because even when I look at the Chargers, it's like, okay, well, obviously you're not giving up much for him, right? Sixth, seventh round pick, or maybe you're doing a pick swap or whatever. But even if you acquire a guy like Deshaun Washington in the Chargers case, like they have Jalen Guyton, who's also, you know, kind of a burner. Like most teams have a speed vertical threat that they have to just run run the nine route. And uh, I think a team that doesn't that is lacking that potentially would be that would be who would want to acquire him. I think that that's actually probably one of the more likely trades though that will happen by Tuesday. I think so. Too. One of my big beefs with the NFL trade deadline is that year in and year out, they, everybody drops all these names that get traded, and maybe one of them will. Yeah, yeah. The, the NFL is not the it's not baseball. Well, uh, let, let me ask the West Coast guy. What do you, what do you think, Nick? Jackson. I mean, I think to, I think Deshaun on on Indianapolis is exactly what they need. It's what they need. What's what they needed before the year uh, started? They had a lot of unproven rookie slash second year wide receivers in Pittman and Campbell. Campbell also can't stay stay uh, healthy, and then Ty obviously being banged up can't stay healthy either. So they don't really have that like go to target. That's they have some guys that are deep threats, but but Deshaun Jackson is, is a proven veteran wide receiver. I think it'd be a perfect fit for Indy, and Indy's a team right now that again today today doesn't really necessarily fully determine the vision, but it kind of fully determines who's winning that vision is what's this matchup look like in, in round two Titans won the first one, I believe. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, Tennessee won the first one in, in Tennessee, but now Indy is a team that has shown some life here the past few weeks and uh, looks like a, a team that could get back in it within the division. It, it, they probably have to win the division. I don't think they can get in, in, in the wild card. Too many other good teams coming out of the AFC, but if they want to make a move and they want to make a splash, now's the time to do it. And Deshaun Jackson, to me, would be a perfect fit. There you go. Yeah. Well, all right. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe I. It's not that I don't love. You don't like the way Carson throws the ball. That's for Deshaun that's Jackson. Pa- that's part of it. Yep. But like, I don't think that he's a very accurate deep ball passer. And I, I, I guess I too in like a in a, I, I would envision him more in like a pass happy attack. Than I would in kind of yeah, like a, like a Indy's, run Indy's first built around team. Taylor, so. so, but but I mean, those run first teams oftentimes like to take shots off play action, which I mean, that's his that is his bread and butter. Like you run him on like a deep over and just let his speed go to work. He is still super fast. So uh, before we get to the picks, I, you brought up Deshaun Watson. I think that you know with all the rumors circulating on him this week. It might be good to just touch up on that because Mike Forio is like bound and determined that the guy's going to get traded before the deadline. I I gotta tell you, I just don't see it. I I know that the, the, he's rumored to go to the to the Dolphins. Dolphins There's a couple yeah. different teams, but <laughs> I don't know unless the price has come down significantly. Do you give up a second round pick for Deshaun Watson? Sure, maybe you acquire that risk, but I I don't think that this has played out in court like I don't think do you feel any more confident in in assuming the risk of Deshaun Watson as you did back in December because to me I still don't see how in what world you give up like three first round picks to acquire a guy that might not even play an NFL down again. Well, the, there, there's enough energy behind this thing. It's got Tua taking Rolaids down in, in Miami. He's nervous about it, you know, and uh, people are asking all over the media. Well, he should thing. be. I, I I don't think Miami likes him. Right. I think that's pretty much clear. Exactly, exactly. But I agree with you. I mean, Watson, is he 
he's such a risk off the field with with what's going on. Who would pick up? Who would pick that up? See, that's that's the thing. Is yeah, like you're trading away. You're trading away way too much. I mean, because what Houston is asking for him is is the bag. They, they want right. the bag, right? Rightfully so, because they know if this if this off the field stuff clears up, and then he you just let him go for like a first round pick or something like that. They're like, okay, they just got probably a but still potential MVP quarterback on the right team. So you want to, if you're Houston, you're probably just better off waiting and eating it. If he, if something happens and you have to release them or waiting until it's cleared and then getting what you actually want. Cause I don't think any team is going to willing to take the risk of like, here, here's three or four first round picks plus yeah. a NFL ready player. The only thing I could see is maybe if they do one of those three way trades with like a Washington where, where two is going somewhere or where Carolina sends somebody to Washington and they can offload, both teams can offload less of the price. Houston still gets what they want from, but delivers it to two other teams. Right. And there's more players involved and stuff. It yeah. has to be a blockbuster though. Yeah. Well, and, and that's been like, Nick, to your point, I think that's been reported on a little bit the last week is that there could be like a three team trade. I, I did hear the two were to Washington rumors. At the end of the day, to me, it just feels too complicated to get done. I do think this is something that gets re- revisited, and he probably gets dealt in like March, whenever NFL free agency and opens and the trades yeah. start happening. But uh, you know, a- every week Miami grows increasingly more desperate, and I think there's got to be pressure from uh, the ownership watching how good Justin Herbert is, and they took take a look over. Well, they traded the farm to like start over and rebuild, and they mm-hmm. got the pick wrong. So uh, go get Drew Lock, baby. If Drew Lock's so, not so, traded, I'm gonna I'm gonna fly to Denver and 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 uh, single handedly beat the shit out of Vic Fangio. He's gonna use some of those frequent flyer miles, pound the guy. I will go to Denver so quick and and, and rescue my quarterback. Hey, you were gonna to you were gonna fly over here last week if TJ would have hit that 25 way. I was looking at flights. He was yeah. he was got a couple. Yeah. That was just too freaking crazy. That 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 was a terrible. Terrible idea. He's like, oh, but like 90 cents to win like 100 grand. Speaking of terrible ideas, we got a Whopper coming up later in the show, boys. Oh, do we? All righty. I love a good terrible idea. You know, TJ had a <laughs> had a nice little uh, parlay going on Thursday, too, that I thought I took one look at it before the game, and I was like, what a moron, just throwing money right down the drain. And Ooh. as the game's going, damn it, if he's not like close to hitting that, I mean, he, he, the 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 craziest thing though was he had the Kyler Murray anytime touchdown, and so when he, I just was envisioning. I wonder what TJ was doing when uh, Kyler Murray scrambling around towards the end of that game, like near the goal line. He's probably like, get in there, <laughs> get in there, come on. Because he was, it, I think he it. was right on the Aaron Rodgers under like two sixty four or whatever. Or maybe yeah. he was over and then he was already screwed. But I, I just remember that. I remember thinking like, wow, that I don't. I maybe agree with like one of these plays in the parlay, and I think you know all of them ended up looking pretty good until uh, the end there. But hey, that's the parlay life, man. That's what always happens. <laughs> Tell me about it. So uh, let's move on to the picks. I am gonna have the music here. Nick, could you send like the updated FanDuel to uh, the chat so I can yeah. have the lines and not have to bug you for them for every uh, 
every game here. I'm we sorry also, if this gets blasted in our ears. Nope, I actually yeah, have the We also, we also Zook's, okay. a rookie, Zook's a rookie host here. We also do have to update the people on the uh, on the standings. Yeah, for, okay. For the, All right, let me pause the music real quick, and we'll for, update people on the standings. I don't have the updated standings, so I don't want to give out there. wrong info. So Yeah, I, I, got, I got them right here. Blake Stump leading at 59 wins. Brian Williams, Joe Salerno, Zach Daly all tied 58 wins. Yeah. Wow, GG wow, and wow. TJ, 57 wins. Uh, Big Web's at 55, then you scroll down, I'm at 53, and Zook is way down somewhere. Tyler's way down somewhere. Hey, uh, is, in Zook my defense... Zook for, for sure forgot to make a pick because he's only yeah, at 42. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I only uh, picked the 3 o'clock games last weekend, so... So, that's make sure to get those, <laughs> those picks in. We do have TVs, jerseys, gift cards, all kinds of stuff uh, for the pick'em standings, and I think last week, myself tolly and big web i believe all lost or tied for a loss oh, no yes, no last, yeah, last week I, owe was, a, I owe a punishment before we, the we owe from two weeks, weeks ago two tolly uh-huh. i believe lost went two and five last week yeah who was crowned last week that would be big six web and, oh it six was six big web. yes yeah, so yeah, so let's let's actually give big web his crown here i'm just doing an a1 job at hosting this it's all good big web went six and one last week yeah off the top yeah, of my head that's what i'm thinking of uh so an outstanding job by big web he does get out of the cellar in the from the 50 standings for the panelists here and i am now uh in last place thanks to your six and one week and i went four and three last week so it gives this thing's tight top to bottom it's tight Absolutely. yeah le- leading overall i mean look guys there's still three games between everybody tj leading the way 26 21 and two it's tight it is tight tolly and me are 25 23 and one so i gain a game back on tolly and then uh, Big Web at 24, 24, and 21. So 500, which is still which is still decent halfway through the season. You can still have a positive year. And then Zook has some work to do at 23, yeah. 25, and 1. I'm only, I'm only two games under 500. Down, he has some work to do. He's down like a half a tick. Yeah, yeah, but, it, but, I mean, but it's, I mean, it's D- tight. You know, we're, we're specialists. We need to be above 500. <laughs> so TJ's doing a good job. Five <laughs> games up. It's really flipping the script from last year, but there's still eight weeks to go. Eight weeks to go. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. Yeah, yeah. No, I was gonna say there's a lot of ball game left, and Yoda oh, yeah. is gonna make some some choice picks today. If so you look at those picks, Nick. You, six and one from Zook puts him on top. Is that right? Next uh, week, yes. And it's that close. I you. can't remember the last time I've gone six and one. I've definitely never gone seven. No, I think I've gone six and one like once or twice. Yeah, I mean, on o- the show. other people would have to do do other. So there's a lot of scenarios that need to happen. When, when a lot I of scenarios ha- that need to happen for Zook to bounce back and be on top from flip the script from first to worst. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's right there. It, right it's there. it's it's a marathon, not a sprint, Big Web. But lucky for me, I sprint marathons. So let's get well, into the <laughs> let's get into the picks here. The very first game that we have is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Heading over to Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Browns. The line is all the way up to five and a half points. I will go. I will go first, as is customary on this show. Okay. Wow. And Yoda is going with the underdog Steelers. Um, I think that the Browns' injuries, especially on the defensive side of the ball, are. Sorry, I feel like we're a little too loud here. No, you're good. Um. I, I feel like the Browns injuries on the defensive side of the ball are just a little bit too much. And, and and they've got some guys banged up on the offensive side of the ball that are playing in Nick Chubb and, and Baker Mayfield. But I wonder how effective they're going to be. I also think that the Steelers, Mike Tomlin, the motivational coach, he gets these guys up to play these games. The Steelers are in the cellar at 3-3. Three and three. This is a must-win game for them, I think. 
heading on the road to the dog pound. I think that they're going to give Cleveland their best shot today. And I think the Steelers can come out on top. I'll tell you, Pittsburgh at Cleveland, you always think, and history tells us, field goal game, field goal game. I don't care who wins the game. It's going to be a field goal game. Pittsburgh's getting five and a half points. What yeah. the hell? I'm taking Pittsburgh. And I'll tell you what. And, and this is on the other side of it, but, you know, Baker's got that non-throwing shoulder. And I just, man, I got a bad feeling. It's spooky Halloween that he's going to get crushed on that bad shoulder today. Uh, but I, I, I believe in Case Keenum. He's stung me many times. But all that aside, give me Pittsburgh with those points. What say you, Nick Yale? Well, I'm riding with you guys here because uh, I'm, I'm just checking to see if Chubby Chubb is in. Uh, he, he, he's, he's playing uh, at least playing? as of like 3 a.m. last night before I went to bed. Is Kareem Hunt playing? Or this he morning. Out? Kareem Hunt's out. He's on IR. He, he's on IR. He's on IR. So, yeah, we're going with the Steelers. This line jumped a full point to four and a half to five and a half during the yeah. show. So I was trying to scramble on Twitter and see what the reasoning was. You know, we need weather reports. We need, we need, we need all the facts. But we're going with Pittsburgh here. Five and a half. You bet numbers. You don't bet teams and betting and uh cleveland's getting too much love right now i know that defense is probably going to get after big ben and give him some trouble but Najee harris has been a stud most most of the season been really consistent in the run game for pittsburgh and then those wide receivers have been uh, are, are starting to come back play pools back so hopefully big ben can get the job done control the clock move the ball keep the defense off the field and uh they win this game yeah, you know, one, one thing uh, I think is it, it, the health is, I think, a huge key determining factor in this one because, like, to Nick's point is I think Pittsburgh's actually pretty healthy for the, for the first time yep. this year. Um, TJ and Tali are both going with the Browns, so we are pretty split on this game. But the guys in studio like the Steelers. The guy as guys out of studio like the Cleveland Brownies. We move on to Indianapolis, where the Tennessee Titans will be taking on the Indianapolis Colts. And the spread for that one is three. So, uh, you know, this is another one that I went way back and forth on. It was pretty much a pick earlier on in the week. And as it's gone on, Indy has become more of a favorite. They're right at a field goal here. I wanted to get more than a field goal. Tennessee won the first matchup. This is similar for Pittsburgh. This is a must win for Indianapolis. Indianapolis is playing very, very good football, much better football than they have been throughout the first couple weeks of the season. And they have a pretty easy schedule. I mean, if they win this game, you could look up and they could be 6-4 and four before you know it. That said, I got to take the Titans. I, I don't know. I, I, I had the Colts picked earlier. I think I'm going to probably regret this. But I just think the Titans are a better football team. They won the first matchup. I do think that Jonathan Taylor is going to give them some problems. But people think that this could be a potentially flat spot for Tennessee. I'm not buying it. This is their main competition in the division. And they can absolutely bury them with a win here in Indianapolis today. They are also playing very good football with wins against the Chiefs and the Bills in back-to-back weeks. They're just playing so much better than they did to start the year and when you look at at their schedule yes the Jets loss in overtime was bad but this is the NFL I'm not going to think too much about that and I'm going to go with the Titans in this game I also a big factor for me in this one big web is I like that they've gotten the passing game going with AJ Brown them getting him going last week if they had a really mundane passing attack last week I think I'd go with the Colts but I expect their passing attack to stay the same if not even get even better this weekend I tell you what, I, I think the Julio Jones hamstring is gonna gonna hurt them 
because A.J. Brown's going to get more concentration on him and, and they're not going to spread out the D-backs that much. I, this is, a like you said, big divisional game right here, but I think it's bigger for Indy than it is for the Titans. Indy's got to win this game. And like, like you said, they're on fire. They're playing hard. I just I like Indy here just because of the – I think uh, Tannehill's going to have trouble on the passing game, and it's going to make them one-dimensional di- with Henry. All right. Nick, what do you think? Yeah, just looking at the injury report here, Julio Jones out today. Uh, this is when I went back and forth. I was leaning Tennessee, and then a lot of people were trying to convince me on Indy. Indy's at home. Carson wins fantasy. You know, a lot of things, a lot of factors here. So it's purely a coin flip game. My gut told me Tennessee, but then this thing flipped all the way over to Indy. And so yeah. I'm going with Indy. Ooh. I'm going with Indy. My insiders have told me Indy, and if not, I'm going to go break some legs. And with a baseball bat. Yeah. So so <laughs> here's here's bat. here's another part of it. Like I liked Indy at the pick'em, and then all the sharps loved Indianapolis, and they've got it up to Indy minus three, and it was Indy minus more than a field goal. I think when I went to bed last night. Three and a half. And so um, I, at that point, I was like, you know, this is too much. This is too much for Carson Wentz to is bound to have a terrible turnover at some point in this game this against is, a team that has already beat them one time and a team that is coming off wins against two of the best teams in the AFC. So I just have to go 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 with the Titans. But, you know, I think to Nick, Nick, to your point, I think the sharp play and a lot of guys are on the Indianapolis Colts in this game. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not – I like – yes, Carson Wentz playing good football, but – Carson Wentz and the Colts also aren't blowing any teams out. It's probably a field goal game. Like, it's probably a push. So, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a toss-up. TJ is going to go with Indianapolis in this game, and Tolly is going to go with the Tennessee Titans. So, right. yet again, we are split here uh, at, at the studio, table. Studio, non-studio. And uh, we will see if uh, that's the same case where we head to New Orleans for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints. I think the spread in that game is about four and a half. And, yep, it's at four actually now. So uh, the Bucks are still more than a field goal favorites on the road in the Superdome. But I got to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Again, this is a, this is a, an opportunity to establish dominance in the division and wrap it up early. And I think the Buccaneers are going to take care of business. Tom Brady, man, there's no quitting that guy. And the the Saints have become a little bit one-dimensional. They've been a completely different offense this year than they were with Drew Brees. They have handed the ball off to Alvin Kamara, and they try to run it straight ahead with him. And I, just, I don't think that's going to work. You cannot run on this Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive front with Vita Vea and then the linebackers. Uh, and they're going to be forced to pass the ball and sling it. Their leading receiver for the year, Marquez Callaway, has like 270 receiving yards for the season. He's on pace for like 870-ish, 800-plus in a 17-game season. That's not good, if you're wondering. That's not not good. So uh, I think they're going to have to pass the football a lot today. And uh, when Jameis has to throw the ball a lot, he's going to turn the ball over. I tell you what, guys, here we go again. You're in the middle of the year. Tampa's going to New Orleans. They've been stung, not just not just the Tampa Bay Bucks, but Tom Brady's Tampa Bay Bucks have been stung twice in the middle of the season going into. I don't know if New Orleans is getting some voodoo on them. It is Probably. Halloween. I don't know what it is, but the middle of this year, they always seem to sting the Bucks. I, I Winston says he's fired up because it's his old team. I think that actually hurts Winston. He's got too much in his head. I do love what Kamara's doing right now, Nick's buddy. 
I'm going to go with New Orleans in <laughs> Knicks, the points. <laughs> I'm going with New Orleans in the points, and, and even the public's telling me it's going more in their favor, too. So Interesting. Give me New Orleans. Nick, what say you? Yeah, New Orleans on Halloween, hell of a place to play. I mean, that's going to be a, a big-time stadium, but Jameis sucks. There's going to be some just, elite Jameis fan camps sucks. in that game. Jameis, Jameis is just such a piece-of-shit quarterback. He's so bad. <laughs> on so he's going with Tampa. Lead. Wow. They don't have Taysom Hill. Not holding back. don't bet against Tom Brady. Yes, Antonio Brown is out, but that Bucks defense is coming for freaking blood. Come on, today. baby. Island. Island, baby. Tampa wow. Bay is coming for blood against Jameis. No Island. chance. Sorry, they Alvin. Might, they, might, might, they might they might get uh, Gronk back, too. Sorry, Nick. Go ahead. I would say my best friend, AK-41. Yeah, we're, we're tight. We're buddies. We hang they out on the weekends. <laughs> you know, he's not going to have a great day today. Sorry, bud. But uh, Tampa Bay. Hey, Nick, you signed his jersey, not him signing your jersey, right? I did sign his jersey. There's a, <laughs> a Nick deal. It's, it's a one of a kind. <laughs> TJ likes Tampa Bay as Come well on, as Nick Tolley. Yeah! So it's an island for Big Web. The Look, voodoo. He, he's so excited he has Jameis Winston on an island. The voodoo. <laughs> the voodoo will strike. Voodoo. Halloween, baby. Be nervous. Be nervous. All righty. We head to Sunday Night Football into the, the great state of Minnesota, where the Minnesota Vikings are set to play host to the Dallas Cowboys, who are 6-0 against the spread, by the way. 5-1 and one record Ooh. overall. Dak, as we spoke about earlier in the show, is questionable. Uh, even coming out of the bye, has, ha- hasn't really practiced, I don't think. And so we'll see. I'm going to see what this line is and lock it up. It is two and a half points in favor of the Minnesota Vikings. So that is what the spread is going to be at, two and a half points. Um, and as of right now, uh Dak is currently playing, right? Like, he hasn't been ruled out, right, Nick? Hasn't been ruled out. All right, so we I had some directives, like I am uh, carrying out people's wills here on the podcast, so uh, that'll affect some picks. But for myself, it didn't affect my picks. I'm going with Minnesota even if Dak plays. Wow. I, wow, I, I wow, like wee. that Minnesota is under a field goal here, and I think that the Minnesota Vikings are going to get the job done. I think that Minnesota is a much better football team than people are giving them credit for. I think this is a classic spot for the Cowboys to have a little bit of a letdown. Like you mentioned, Big Web, division's wrapped up. This is not a divisional game. Yes, everything matters for she, and they're going to try as hard as they can to win, but the U.S. Bank Stadium in at night, indoors there, not an easy place to go and play. So uh, I think that the Minnesota Vikings, whose defense has been getting a little bit better each week, they get unbelievable pressure on the quarterback. You would be shocked if I if I told you the, the sack numbers for this team. I mean, it's like three sacks, four sacks, three sacks, five sacks, seven sacks. They get a lot of pressure on the, on the quarterback. And in the back end, starting to play a little bit better as well. They're pretty healthy. They got. I think they're going to have Thielen this week, and uh, they got JJ and Dalvin Cook back as well. So, uh, give me the Vikings in this game. I think this is just a classic, classic letdown spot for a good team against a team that's a little undervalued in the marketplace right now. I'll tell you what. This is if, if Dak was 100 percent healthy, and he may may somewhat be. What a game with almost two teams in, in both in healthy situations. You know, I mean, that's it's been a long time when you can say that on a matchup like this. But uh, no, I I tell you what, I like Dallas here. It's just there's better football team both sides of the ball. I like what they're doing on defense. I like how they're scoring and getting turnovers on defense. Their offensive line is solid. I think even Cooper Rush starting can get it done in this football game. As a matter of fact, that's disrespectful. In, in, in the spirit of Rush, <laughs> I'm going to predict a final score of 21-12. <laughs> Thank you very much. 21-12. But first one of the day.
Nick, well, what, what say you? Dallas has, has a, a very formidable defense, and this is uh, this game's going to be won on the backs of Trayvon Diggs and that D and that that Cowboys D. They're going to go in there and have a have themselves a nice little day. And uh, the offense, whole game plans around Zeke. It's been around Zeke all week. It, it doesn't matter who's in at quarterback, Dak or Cooper Rush. Uh, receivers aren't going to have too much of a, a day-to-day. It's going to be Zeke in the ground game, controlling the clock, and hopefully Mike McCarthy can use his timeout efficiently and not be a bonehead like he it's usually. A, come on, Mike. It's a so big ask, will, Nick. I That's think, a big ask. I think Dallas goes into, into Minnesota on Sunday Night Football, wins it outright. All right. You heard it. Nick loves the Cowboy D. So, uh, Tali is going to be on, I think, Dallas. Uh, we'll, give him da- we'll give him Dallas. Just because we'll, he we'll hasn't, give, we'll Dak give him hasn't been ruled out. He didn't put the pick in. He said, if Dak plays yeah. Dallas, if Dak doesn't play Minnesota. You can't just wait till yeah, Sunday night. Got to make it at the time of the show. Got to make it at the time of the show. If the blonde cheerleader, three to the left, sprains her ankle, I'll do this. It's Dallas. The pick has just come he, in. He just said, he just said it. In. Yeah. It is Dallas. <laughs> so he's going with Dallas. TJ's going with Dallas. Nick loves Cowboy D. And we move on to our underdog. No, no, no. We got the toilet bowl. I'm getting ahead of myself. We got the oh my uh, toilet bowl game of the week between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Detroit Lions. And you know what? For me, I, I, I picked the Lions as a dog against the Bears a couple weeks ago. I picked the Lions in the CBS pool a couple times. They let me down a whole heck of a lot. And it, I actually kind of like the Lions plus three and a half. But prove it to me first. Prove it to me. I, I'm not picking the Lions until they prove it to me. At least cover a spread. This is three and a half. So you would figure they'd almost have to win the game to cover this spread. W- win a game. Prove it to me. I, I, I actually even like the number a little bit. I do not think Philadelphia is good at all. But I'm going to go ahead and pick the Eagles because until the Detroit Lions can prove something to me, I refuse to lose any more picks uh, in in this in this pick to them. Zach, I don't know if you noticed the colors today. My uh, Detroit Lions colors, that's what I am. I'm a Detroit Lion for Halloween today. Okay. And uh, So you're a clown. No, 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 no. <laughs> nice. I'll tell you what we got going on, though. Burn. The, Detroit, <laughs> Detroit has been very competitive against better teams than this. Philly is allowing opposing offenses 72% completion rate. That means the damn ball never hits the freaking turf. You, they're going to roll, and basically I see Swift, like I said earlier, having a big, big day. And uh, give me Detroit. Three and a half is way too many points here. Nick? Well, November is going to be Detroit's month. You know, it's October 31st. So, you know, they got a big game coming up on on, uh, on Thanksgiving. They're getting it started today, okay? They played very well against the Los Angeles Rams in Los Angeles. What do they need to prove? Look, they, they, see what they, they were running trick plays left and right. I mean, calling fake punts, onside kicks. I mean, Dan Campbell does not give a shit. And they, and they still lose. He cries. They are throwing the he kitchen cry. sink at it. They got nothing to lose. Detroit money line today. Let's wow. go. Wow. Like wow. I like that. Money line dog for the 0-7 Lions. Dog. Detroit wins the fucking ball game today. Let's go. I, I, I like it and and I do and I do respect it. I'm just and I like Dan Campbell. I just I, I refuse. Like and maybe they win today. And that's fine. And then I'll be back in. I'll I'm I'll be willing to bet bet them and pick them as a dog, but I, I'm sick of losing losing picks in this pick 'em to the to the fucking Owen Seven Lions who who suck complete ass. So uh, I'm gonna go you with the Philadelphia cover, Eagles. Three and a half. We're getting we're getting three and a half at home. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on.
TJ is also going with the Detroit Lions, and Nick Talley is going with the Detroit Lions. So I am on an island with Fly Eagles Fly. As as we head to uh, Big Web's on an island with uh, Jameis Winston, I'm on an island with Jalen Hurts. I don't (laughs) like our chances. So so, uh, we head to the underdog pick of the week, and... You know, I, I went back and forth on this quite a bit. I kind of like the like the Pats a little bit on the road, but they're not getting enough points for me. I would need, I think, about a touchdown or a little bit more. You know, I, th- I, had, I had some thoughts about some of these, like, just massive point spreads, like, like the Texans plus 17, or uh, what was the other one? It was against the Bills. Yeah, the Dolphins plus 14 and a half. But, you know, bet in, in betting, sometimes you have to do ugly things. Sometimes you have to just do very disgusting he's got things an ugly thing coming. to, to, to thing. win in, in gambling. Sometimes it doesn't. Ha- it's it's about not numbers, pretty. not teams, and and you just have to kind of hold your do it and hold your nose and while while you take the vinegar. So I'm gonna take the New York Jets plus eleven and a half points Ooh. as as a home dog against the wow. Cincinnati Bengals. That's Ew. some vinegar. That's some vinegar. I there, think baby. that the Bengals Ew. are a really good football team. I, no. It's it's a gross pick. But no. betting means doing gross things, no. and I'm willing to do that gross thing <laughs> no, today. There you go. I'm taking no, the New no. York Jets. Gang green, no, baby. Yoda no, vibes for no, Halloween. No, We're getting wow, spooky. No. We're getting scary. Wow. And I'm going to take my guy from Western Kentucky. I think his name's Mike White. <laughs> We're going to take him as, as over. our underdog. You're getting fucked tonight. It, it's, it's 11 and a half points, and... and you know, I think the Bengals are a good team, but I do think they're overvalued after beating the Ravens because if you look at it, that's really their one good win. They needed a miracle to come back and beat Jacksonville in primetime at home. It's an inconsistent football team that's still learning and growing. So uh, I think that the Jets can make it a 10-point-ish ball game. I'm not buying that vinegar. <laughs> hey, do we hear double up, anybody? Double, double up? up oh, brothers, Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. Hertz has been inconsistent this year. This week, Eagles coach Nick Sirianni, he put up a clip during one of their meetings of a flower, and he shows the roots going down into the dirt, and he said, we are growing. We are making something happen. Wow. But what he doesn't understand, he said, there's a big lion walking by that's going to lift his leg and piss right on that flower. Give me the Detroit (laughs) Lions, and we're doubling up, baby. I, I like the Eagles even more now. You know motivational speech is worth at least like three points on the points, Brad. There you go. Not enough. <laughs> well, you want some motivational speeches right here. Here you go. There's some magic happening in one town, and I think we all know what town that is. After last week, the Detroit. first win for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, They're going up, up, up to Seattle. <laughs> Short week on rest. Trevor Lawrence is feeling some mojo, getting three and a half on the road. In a short week, banged up Seattle Seahawks, worthless piece of shit team. He loves They're the Jags. going he in there, and we are life. riding the Jaguagon, baby. He's Let's still go. in love with the Jacksonville Jaguars. He still we, is. We are, we are buying, buying, buying Jacksonville this weekend with that three and a half. Let's go. I know Tolly's doing the same thing. Let's ride, Tolly. We got this, baby. Wow. Oh yeah, you can. God. Nick can. Nick cannot quit the the Jacksonville Jags. He, no, you know, I told I, you. I told I, you preseason. I'm all in. I'm all in. <laughs> Jags are my team. I watch them every week. Yeah. I won't bet them every week. Well, but when we get our spots, we're gonna bet the Jaguars. It's he 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 wasn't fucking around. He's ta- he's taking the Jags. I respect it. Money where your mouth is. That's like true fandom right there. 
when yeah. you ride the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have one win this season. Now, I don't think it's a bad pick, though. They're going on the road, but they're playing yeah. Geno Smith and the Seahawks. It's, it's, been, no, it's no vinegar. Shambles. It's no vinegar. Really. I, that's pretty gross, though. The Jaguars <laughs> on the road. It's pretty bad. Listen, I, mean, I, I, fucked close some, vinegar, I, I fucked around with some of these high numbers, these 17s, these 13s. Yeah. When those numbers get that high, they're getting, they're covering. Big Web knows. He laid, what, 20 and a half with Arizona last that's week? That's right. Yeah, like, that's right. You know, it, those big numbers, you got to get that's not you gotta it, find your value number. Is 11 a crazy big number though? See, I don't think that that's that's not like two touchdowns or 17 20 points. I mean, I mean, I mean Cincinnati it's close. What Cincinnati do to the the Ravens last week? I mean, you guys are 15, talking me into placing a money line bet on the on the Jets. In, in, there you go. 15 seconds Cincinnati is up by two don't touchdowns. Do <laughs> hey, TJ's on the on the Lions with Big Web also doubling yeah. up. So there there's there is the freaking mortgages on worry. the Lions for, for everyone. Keep the faith, Web. Keep the faith. Yeah. So we got so we got TJ on the Lions doubling up, and we have uh, Nick Tolly uh, riding with his uh, name namesake counterpart Nick Yell with the Jacksonville Jaguars as the underdogs. And we head now to our Ace of the Week, presented by Aces Wild. And go out, go on, head head over to Aces Wild. 208 North Main Street in Columbia, Illinois. Uh, tell them that the From the 50 guys sent you. My ace of the week this week, I can't lock the Raiders because I think they're on bye. And so I think that I'm going to go ahead and double up as well, guys. I'm going to go ahead and take the Tampa Bay Bucks. They're minus four, oh, and voodoo. they're on the road. But I, I think that t- you do not bet against Tom Brady. He's got to be one of the safest bets all time. And I just really like the matchup, too. I, I think that the that the Bucks front seven against the run game of the of the Saints is gonna is gonna bring them to victory. So I think that they can cover the four points. Uh, I don't know. I guess you'd like you'd always like it to be under a field goal, right? But you got the Super Bowl champs minus less than a touchdown. They should be able to get it done. So Big Web, what are you locking up? Are you ready for this? I'm ready for it. Do we triple? You're a you're a crazy bastard, no, Big Web. I'm not gonna triple, but <laughs> I will tell you this. You had me for a second. I thought you were gonna do it. The Los Angeles Rams. There's, you know, there's dissension in Houston's locker room right now. I mean, Cooks, Cooks, a leader on a team, he's pissed off about this Ingram trade, and uh, it just he, he made some comments like, "Are you kidding me?" and all these kind of things against the front office in public comments. Like he was hugely surprised about that move, and he's like, "When you start making comments like that, there's a lot of shit going on in that locker room. Plus, there's shit defense. The Rams are on fire. Give me the Rams here all day long." <laughs> To Seven. ace them, to lock them up, to ace them. Big Web loves eating these huge numbers, and I think you've covered every single time. I think you ate like 20 with the Cardinals. Yep. You ate like 20 last week, yep. and you're going to eat 17 today. Yes, I am. All right. Big Web, lock it Big up. Web, Big Web's uh, feasting on these numbers, and uh, I'm going to pull up a chair right there with you at the table. Attaboy. And uh, we are feasting on... The 11 and a half in New York, Zook. Cincinnati. Lock, sprinkle, bink, ship, send it to the farm. Let's do it, baby. We are all over Cincinnati today. That is the best bet of the week. Lock it down in Tinseltown. Give me the fucking bangles all day long. Joe Burrow is the real deal. We are buying, buying, buying Joe Burrow. And this isn't going to fuck me because I haven't bet the the Bengals. I've been selling on them all year, but now we're buying into them. They're going to get the job done today, Joe. Jamar Chase, over one and a half touchdowns. Let's go Cincy.
are the Bengals going to be for Nick like the Falcons are for Big Web? He's ready to buy them. Ooh, I'm and, flirting with that. And, I'm and now Mike White shit. is going to break his break his heart. <laughs> no, today. they're not. Mike, Mike White just goes for four touchdowns and like 500 <laughs> yards passing. No, I, re I really do. I really do. Uh, I think the Bengals are a good team. I, I think they're a little overvalued today, though. Uh, TJ is going to go with. Uh, the L.A. Chargers. Chargers are at home like against that, the, like the Patriots. They're three and a half points. I think the spread he's going to get it at. So he is uh, Chargers minus three and a half. And Tali, for his ace of the week, is also going with Cincinnati. Uh, wow. the, the, the Knicks are riding together this week. We are. I this think we have almost week. every single pick except for maybe Tennessee and Cleveland. Who sent the picks first? Did Tali copy off of you or did you copy off of Tali? Which, which, uh, Tali, which person is Tali guilty of collusion? The Knicks are colluding for the standings like, here. Again, it, it's someone. There, there, there's a lot of overlap here, but someone is going for like six and one, seven and zero, oh, and uh -huh. someone else is going for like zero oh and six. So Always is. There, there, there's that overlap where not everything's the same. A couple are different. You just uh -huh. gotta pick the right dog and pick the right favorite. Yep. Alrighty. So that'll do it for our picks this week. But before we send you on out, we got Big Web's best bet of the week. Big Web laid on. You said you teased this earlier in the show, and you said that you had a bad idea. We got a bad so idea. So I need to know pop. what it is. All right. I'll tell you what, guys. Big Web's best bet of the year. Currently up $92. That's pretty good for week eight. Yeah, we're yeah. profitable through bucks, And we're betting a couple hundred dollars a week, so we're hanging in there real nicely. But, man, do I feel good about today. We have two seven-point teasers for you, four teams each. We got a noon one. Cincinnati, which we like, Nick and I like. Cincinnati minus four. Buffalo Bills minus seven. Rams minus nine. D Detroit Lions plus ten and a half. 100 gets you 300. That's right. a noon teaser. Then I got a three o'clock teaser. Dallas plus 10. Denver plus three and a half. Jaguars plus 11. Patriots plus 11. That four way, 100 pays you 300. Who's Denver play today? Football team? Football team. Yeah, Washington. Yeah. yeah, so I like both of those. You got a you got a noon and then a later. So then I said I like the Denver pick. Denver's due for a bounce back. Thank you. I like so, Denver as well today. So so for the whopper, the bad idea. The bad idea. We went ahead and we put fifty seven dollars on we were gonna tease all eight of those, put them all together. We're gonna tease them. But shame on you, DraftKings. You don't let me freaking do it. I'll tell you what I'm going to do to you. I'm going to put $57 <laughs> on all those same teams, not teased, but at regular spreads, 57 I told you it's going to be a whopper. It's a whopper. 57 gets you $10,072.55 right here on oh. From the 50, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here now. You got 15 minutes. There you go. $57 to win 10K, huh? 57, 10K. And how many teams is that? 10 teamer? Eight, yeah, that's what Nick teams. was asking. Eight, eight teams. Eight teams. Yeah, highlight it one more time because that's absolutely nutsos. Dallas Cowboys plus two and a half. Denver okay. Broncos minus three and a half. Jaguars yep. plus four. Patriots plus four. Cincinnati minus 11. Buffalo minus 14. Rams minus 16. And the Detroit Lions. Plus three. You got to get a good mix in there. By the Patriots. That's the only one's going to miss. 
<laughs> I, I think whenever you do something crazy like that, you do have to have like you got to have a couple dogs in there. Yeah, yeah, because, you have to. You have because to. if you just you, get, you have to have some unexpected ones because you know it's going to happen. It's just are you on the right games or not? And, and we're we'll covering, find out. We're covering it with the teaser, so it's fun. We, we are absolutely. I mean, game of the day because Trent's got in his parlay today too. Is it, Detroit on the money line? Everybody and their brother is to, with us together except Zook. He can go fuck himself. Uh, Dude, uh, do you do you not remember when we were all on the Lions against the Bears? And do you remember how that went? That's why I'm not. I refuse this week. I refuse to do it. Hey, early preview: Lions on uh, Thanksgiving money line against the Bears. I'm oh, well, you all, well, you all, well, you always have to bet on the Thanksgiving teams on Thanksgiving. That's just sacrilegious well, if you don't bear, bet the Bears Lions and on Lions are both Thanksgiving well, are, are, are playing each other on Thanksgiving. Right so. Well, yeah, the but the, but the Lions are the team that is always home, right, and always plays on. I think so. Okay. Think so. Yeah, Big Web's got his helmet on. Hey, and I'll be in town for That's that right. one too. So. All righty. Me and the kid have the same size head. It looks like. Yeah, guess so. Funny that how that works. Yeah, both both brains are empty. Detroit, baby, go Detroit. Yeah. Peace, boys. Good show. All right, guys, that'll do it for us here on the From the Fifty Show. K. Roberts, Remax Gold. Ace is Wild in uh, Columbia, Illinois. Be sure to check out our wonderful sponsors. Make sure that you tell them that From the 50 sent you. But for Nick, for Big Web, for Tyler who's working, for TJ who's God knows where, I'm Zach Zook, a.k.a. Yoda. May the force be with you, and we'll see you next week.